Mandeville's going to take this one. It's just about level with the edge of the 18-yard area, about four or five yards in from the touchline. So it's a far post job where Grimes and Williams will be the intended targets. It's in towards Grimes. Grimes has fallen home with his right foot from just inside the six-yard area, 24th minute. Skipper Grimes with the goal. Beautiful delivery in from Liam Mandeville. And Grimes, who, when the ball was kicked, was the furthest of the attacking players back, timed his run, and Grimes just volleyed it home from close range to make it. Chesterfield won, Woking nil. Great ball. The ball made it, Phil. The ball in. It was a... It was a... I thought it was a tough angle. Um, just get it round the... Um, round the defenders and it was a fantastic ball we all think Grimes from our angle so if we think Grimes we're probably Will Grigg but, yeah. uh, I definitely thought it was Grimes the ball made it volley. the ball made it it was a fantastic ball it's a free kick Chesterfield as well you've got to think about your man of the match yeah I think um, I think Oldacre has been decent I think he's been good in midfield dictated things um, Jeff King's had a great game That's it. there goes the final whistle but today Phil I think um, Jamie Grimes has been faultless today he got turned in one time but that was tough against the player but I think Jamie Grimes had a lot of the ball and some of his defending between him and Tyrone Williams I think they've both been outstanding to today and a clean sheet so Jamie Grimes today yeah and you know, a word for uh, word for Woking really the manager made seven changes today he'd, he's on his fifth game he's had two scoreless draws and then two defeats and he's he's thrown the pack of cards no pun intended up reshuffled it and they've come out and, and looked a little bit more like the Woking that we've seen there were two defensive first half yeah, yeah. but they were solid yeah yeah. there was no no contest first half was there there was uh, it was like a training game tack, uh, attack against defence but um, second half they came out had a bit of a go and they had a couple of chances the header at the back stick from the big centre half um, when he headed it back across great defending from uh, Tyrone Williams and then the one that we thought was miles offside was one on one and he put it wide so they did have a chance to uh, steal a point Chesterfield with a better team like we've said most most uh, home games this season um, and it's three precious points if the uh, if the scores stay as they are it's well three, it's still 1-1 one, one, all the shot Bromley but we've got a little bit of nail biting to do with that if it does stay like that Chesterfield are 13 one three points clear with 18 matches remaining two games in hand is it? yeah uh, two games in hand as well just for good measure but it's it, it's, hey, we said it Chesterfield just keep winning Chesterfield just got to keep winning um, oh, we've got the fist pumps from uh, Naylor. <laughs> Tough game. It'll be Saturday. We know Southend are decent, good team. Um, without the points deduction, they'd be up there. That'll be a tough, tough, uh, tough cookie on Saturday. But Chesterfield will go away now. Get the rest in and um, they're training tough game tough conditions today as well to be fair very much so that win and it, it did seem to get up towards the yeah. end of the game you mentioned about South End there if they hadn't had their um, 10 point deduction they actually would be in in the sixth place yeah. at the moment so you know they, they are a tough ask yeah they are they're Saturday. a good team and um, I say no no one's a given the boozer for the keeper oh there's three uh, Woking players running towards the oh it's the substitutes oh, they're what, doing <laughs> warming down I think it's the three who came on late on yeah. I thought are they chasing somebody <laughs> but no they're just having to do a bit of running yeah. <laughs> it was just somebody standing up a little bit in front of me I thought are they after somebody but no no they, they weren't they're just doing their uh, their running as Jim Kellerman looks like he'll be the last 
of the uh, Woking yeah, players. Yeah, he put, he put a shift in again, like he, he did every game, didn't he? He always put a shift in. Um, when they're winning, he gets crammed. Uh, when they're losing, he doesn't get cramped. But yeah. um, he put a shift in like he always does. He always gives 100%. But so. um, all Chatsford do is keep winning and um, another three points, so that takes into the 70s. Well, yeah, absolutely, 71 points. 71 points. So, so I think we can safely say we've got a playoff berth. Yeah, I don't want playoffs again when they nearly <laughs> finish me off, Phil. I love the experience, but uh, being 1-0 up early on nearly finished me off. And whilst you know, we were talking about that chance for Corboa near the end, it, it never felt as nervy as some of the games earlier in the season, no, did it? No, it never. We felt as though... Although I would imagine Paul Cook's not... Well, I don't know whether he ever is happy, but um, he'll be happy with the points. I don't know whether he'll be totally happy with the performance, but the conditions did play a big part today. And uh, After the first half, you'd just have expected Chesterfield to be a little bit more dominant second half, but these are games that win your promotion. A bit of a scruffy game, a bit of a, a scruffy win in the end, but it's three points, and it's three points closer to the goal what it was at, in August so that's that's what you've got to take I'll take another how many games we've got 18 left yeah, say? I'll yeah. take 18 scruffy games if we win them it yeah well uh, Paul Cook was was saying we, yeah, we heard after the match last week Paul was was saying it's all about the results Danny Webb was saying it's all about the yeah. scoreline that was a match that was all about the scoreline yeah, there's no yeah. question about uh, about that but yeah, the possession stats will be high they'll probably push Chesterfield's possession stat percentage yeah. up a little bit I would, that first half it must have been one of the highest highest of the season the first half it was uh, it was a team just sat back in a bank of 10 sometimes 11 and Chesterfield just passing it from side to side so it was uh, the possession must have been um, very much in Chesterfield's uh, Chesterfield's favour first half but they've done the job they've done what they wanted to do at 7.45 today and come off with three points so that's uh, and if the scores stay like that yep. on there, it'll the other teams will be thinking, well, we can't even drop up, we can't even get a draw because a draw away from home, you used to say was a good a good point. We always used to say a good point away from home, but uh, it's just not enough for the chasing pack at the minute, is it? And uh, no, and when you when you look down to Solihull in fourth place, they are twenty five. Just just to play one more game than Solihull, but they're twenty five points behind yeah, in fourth yeah, place. It's it, it's amazing, isn't it? It's like. Uh, it's a dream at the minute. It's a dream season. So, uh. and you know, not being the best game of the season, not 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 uh, not being dreadful by any account. No, 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 Very controlled from Chesterfield. Will Grigg uh, will claim the goal. I'm sure. We're, uh, we'd love to all see that one again from perhaps the reverse angle. I don't know if there's a, yeah, it looks so. Like there's been a camera be, behind there. So we'll, when the highlights are out tomorrow, we'll have a good look at that and uh, see if we can all make our mind up because we know the Grigg Dabra debacle of a few weeks ago. Uh, is it going to be a, a Grig uh, Grimes changed today but 24 minutes when Will Grigg scored and it was all about the delivery Jamie wasn't it from no, the delivery was fantastic it was um, I'm always where, where the free kick was positioned I'm thinking maybe a left footer would be better just swinging it out around the six yard line especially with the wind blowing that yeah, way for mm. people to run into it but Mandeville put put that ball on right on the dot if he'd have put a a 10 pence piece where, where you wanted it that would have been where you wanted it right behind the defenders well I don't think they moved and the keeper was rooted it was uh, and just a side foot finish but um, it was where you'd exactly want the free kick to go and it was um, it was it made the finish a lot easier it had pace on it and uh, everything but 
still, still got to go in the back of the net and another assist for Mandeville and poor Mike Jones on his Todd doing a little bit of running on the pitch at the moment he's been joined by Joe Quigley and uh, James Berry and Bailey Clements as well now and uh, Michael Jacobs has had to come on once more too it'll be interesting too if you do a count up tomorrow how many times James Berry touched the ball yeah. when he came on <laughs> yeah there, there, weren't, there weren't many there weren't many so he didn't do anything wrong no no <laughs> 10 out of 10 thanks very much for your company as ever Jamie we'll Thank be back you. on Saturday they come yeah. in thick and fast aren't they in this busy busy January time but uh, Chesterfield by the narrowest margin possible have beaten Woking by one goal to nil 24th minute goal we've got We'll grip down on the score sheet. We'll uh, check that as we uh, as we talk to people. Coming up next after the whistle with me, Phil Tooley and Josh Marsh. So, uh, yep. Hopefully, you'll stick with us till the end. First reaction from the dressing room here on 1866 Sport Live. 1866 Sport with unrivaled full match commentary for every Spyrites home and away game. Well, we've just checked on the Twitter X feed of Aldershot Town and even though it's not come up on the score sheet yet, the game has ended and it has ended Aldershot Town 1 Bromley. One and uh, Oldham Athletic still playing. We think there was. We think there might have been a bit of a later kickoff there, but they're still two nil down, and we'll keep an eye on that one. So it looks like Chesterville will be uh, thirteen points clear with two games in hand. Josh Marsh, that's not a bad place to be in, is it? I mean, it just keeps getting bigger, doesn't it? The gap, it just keeps getting bigger. It's <laughs> it's like you, you think an eleven point cushion's nice and cushy, and then Bromley and Barnet both go and drop points again. And, uh, and you look at the table it's looking like it might be 13 points or how, however many um, I have to do the maths in a second but wow we I mean what um, what a season Chesterfield are having and I'll tell you what the fact that you know the, the likes of your Bromley and your Barnets have dropped points tonight and we've not played at our best but still ground out that three points just shows you the, the difference really doesn't it that Chesterfield are a team that can play badly and win Bromley and Barnet you know maybe not at the best don't pick up the points and that's that's the difference ultimately on the day you know we know that Chesterfield have got bags of quality in this side perhaps didn't play to the full potential tonight but champions find the way to win don't they and that's what's happened and the uh, Chesterfield Netcom's IT man of the match chosen by Jamie Hewitt Jamie Grimes captain is coming up to uh, talk to us the first reaction anywhere here on 1866 Sport from the uh, changing room well Jamie, where you're sitting and where I'm sitting and where Josh is sitting and where Liam's sitting and where Bron was sitting, we all called you for the goal. Yep. Did you get the last touch or did Griggy get something on it or what? No, well, he tried to claim it, didn't he? Because that's what he's like, he's a striker, but it came off me at the end. Absolutely nailed on. Yeah, we he, can say that it, with certainty. I was going to volley it, he flicked it and they just hit me and went in. Oh, we called it as a nice volley, which he was. Yeah, I'll take that. But, uh, <laughs> but when Mandy was standing to take the, the, the kick and he's delivered some lovely balls in horrible windy conditions mm. you were like five six seven mm. yards behind the line and, and made that late run in with seemingly nobody picking you up yeah I've been trying to change a few things because every set piece I just get grabbed it becomes a wrestling match mm. and I feel like I'm not using my height to advantage so I'm trying to have a run at people whether it works or not it works tonight but it's just some, trying something a bit different because team seems to just grab me and then I'm, I'm ineffective then I need to get on the move so I can time my header and hopefully get a few more goals yeah certainly it was a, it was a slightly muted uh, a bit of a, almost Balanchiri type of celebration as you peeled round which which made you think oh, maybe maybe it wasn't his but uh, well we're, we're, we're right we were right 
right and everybody else is wrong. You've got the best angle from it. Yeah, well, absolutely right. And, uh, you know, but, but that ball in just... Jamie Hewitt, who's chosen you by the way for the uh, net comes our team man of the match oh, today, um, he said if if Mandeville had put a ten pence piece down as where he wanted to deliver it, he said that would have been where he put it. Yeah, fair play, Mandy's unbelievable delivery. He's got unbelievable technique and he's done it in them windy conditions as well. It makes it so hard for the keeper because it's just swirling about. You saw both teams misjudging things, keepers misjudging things, and to put it in a ball in like that just shows the quality he's got and, and as it as the wind got stronger the kick from the keeper that uh, Harry had to back backtrack from that it just showed how difficult it was yeah it's just about not getting frustrated like you want as a defender you want to be winning your headers you want to be getting a touch and play and sometimes you just have to win horrible and that second half when the ball was going up in there and just swirling around it makes it so mm. difficult so you just got to get something on it get it out of play and then just ride the storm and Michael Doyle I, I, I'm sure when you know, five minutes before kickoff, off we were thinking this is a, a potential level of the, the conditions but first half I don't know what the percentage count of possession will be but I bet it was 75 to Chesterfield first half yeah the, the, like, we've played some fantastic players and we've got some DJ Nails Mandy Dobra you just, they just keep the ball for fun if you stand off them and second half they pressed a bit more and we struggled to get the ball to them but it's a pleasure to play with them I just try and give it to DJ as much as I can do it to Brandon as much as I can let them boys with the quality um, play so we well, did one left back to right wing ball out uh, that was an absolute corker well he did some that weren't <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I, just, I always have a sticky start for some reason. The teams seem to sit off, and I'm trying to play worldy balls when I shouldn't. And Gaffer screaming at me to play simple, and I need to just like sound playing with fantastic players. I need to give it them, let them play, and let me do my job of defending. And Ty not had much football. He played against Gateshead, but he's, he's not had much football since that injury at, uh, at Kidderminster. He was just in the right place to head. He wasn't off the line, but he was going towards the goal, and he had to move quite a bit to get there. Yeah, Ty, like he's been out for ages, but he's worked really hard to come back, and he's a fantastic defender you've seen there. He puts his body on the line and trains and plays like his life depends on it all the time and he's, I back him all the time I back my centre-half partner to win that and he's done really well to do it he's just shows Woking have gone a bit gung-ho because the centre-half back stick against Brandon which is a bit of a mismatch which we've got to look at really but T's done fantastic to clear that off the line yeah at least Rowan Ince wasn't playing he's a mismatch for anybody really isn't he at these yeah he's a big boy yeah, yeah. A big boy. <laughs> and, and you know there was frustration in the stands with some of the uh, late flags there was one where I think somebody went down the back of Griggs' leg five and a half minutes after the pass had been been played in the one or two but we were all we were all wondering whether the, the one-on-one at the end Corbeau when he got through the sub uh, that he put wide that did that feel off to you? It felt off, um, but the linesman did give a few tight ones today, and you can't get him to ask him to get everything right at this level. No. Um, they do the best; it's a tough job for them. But we, we luckily we got away with that one. Um, but they, we, we said with this wind as well drops down, the midfielder is going to spin it, and they've caught that. We wanted we got away with one. To be fair, well, the, the score of Oldham Barnet's not confirmed because I think they kicked off a little bit later. But it's two nil to Oldham against Barnet. Just look at that table on there: thirteen points clear, two games in in hand I, I doubt that yourself or any of your uh, colleagues have, have ever been that far in front at any stage in any season no no it's, it's fantastic but if I told you I've not looked at it I'd lie but we're we just focus on the next game yeah. like we, we don't look at the table and think if he beats if they beat them if they lose we just go out and go right we've got to get three points today and see what the others do and um, that's what we're doing and the gaffers all focus on South End now is it job done? What, tonight, yeah. Well, no, not just tonight. The season is the season done. No chance, no chance. We're just we're going to win every game. As much as we've got, we've got so much quiet in the squad. I see the boys running now, working hard. Mm. Some of them will come in on Saturday, and we'll go and we'll try and win every game we can. And Southend will be tricky if they've not had the production they've been in the playoffs. So. 
Yeah, that's going to be tricky they, Saturday. They were probably one of the toughest games we played away yeah. from home. Um, it's a tricky surface at the minute, um, bobbly and, and wet. So they're going to come and they're used to that at their place. And they're a good side, signed some good players recently. And um, it's going to be a tough game, good one for the neutral, I think. And from a personal perspective, from a defender's point of view, if we don't lose to Southend on Saturday, that'll mean no club can do the win double over us this season. None did it last season, and none did it the season before. So that'll be the first time in the club's history no teams have done a win double for three consecutive seasons. You've been there for all of those seasons. Oh, right. That'll be a nice little target to get, but as I say, it's a, we just want the three points. Thank, so that's, that's, that's what thanks, Skipper, and congratulations on, uh, well, at least winning one man on a match award. And uh, I don't know who got the sponsors, we'll see. Thank you, Jamie Grounds. We've got, uh, oh, Mandy's doing a little bit of a selfie with a young supporter in there. And, uh, well, I've forgotten, Liam, to bring my... Uh, my little score chart tonight I think it confused me with uh, the Barnet game being off and I probably ripped all my papers up and thought well I've got the stuff that's not changed but another assist I'd, I've yeah. lost count but that must be about 10 or 11 this season 12 I think oh, <laughs> who, who needs a piece of paper <laughs> got to remember these things don't you yeah. and, and did you adjust your delivery because of the, the win because it, it it was gusting here and there it got really strong towards the end but did you have to adjust what you would normally do yeah definitely I think the first one nearly ended up in John Pye over there I think so um, yeah I definitely had to change it a little bit I just tried to make it a little bit lower to be fair and uh, it was a good ball and a good finish well there were a couple of corners that were really low yeah. trajectory in yeah. there and just somehow never managed to get anybody attacker or defence but they were perfectly delivered and you must have been thinking oh somebody get on it yeah oh definitely I'm always thinking that though mm. they're desperate for the assist but yeah I got in a few good areas today and I was quite sloppy actually in the in the final third I think we could have could have won it more comfortably um, could have been 2-0 10 yards out yeah yeah just snatched at it a little bit yeah uh, but you seem to be from here and it's honest just leaning to your left a little bit and it just just seemed yeah. to come a little bit wrong yeah yeah I, I don't know I don't know what happened I'll have a little look at it but uh, yeah just but getting in, I'm getting in those, those areas which is good so uh, and, and they will come and they will come I'll adjust I mean Conditions like this are going to be a, a, a leveller, but but uh, Doyle, the, the manager, made seven changes for Woking. He's he's gone really gung ho. There were three debuts tonight. None of their team knew how good they were going to be tonight, but they played better than their league position suggests. Oh yeah, they were they were they were, they were a good club, and I think they've got a decent budget. So I think they'll they'll turn the corner. I think he wants them playing better football, doesn't he? So um, they're the, known uh, historically as being quite a tough big team and will play a bit long football but um, I think he's trying to change that so fair play to him and uh, good luck to him how did Jim Kellerman not get booked in that one <laughs> Jim just standard Jim he gets about doesn't he <laughs> he does what he does yeah well he was very mobile today every now and again you see him over one side and on the other but he, he always makes it difficult very 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 difficult yeah. but in that in that first half in particular okay you got the goal 24 minutes and the, the the announcement was for Grig but Jamie said no I definitely got the last yeah. touch of that I, we call Grig we, uh, sorry we call Grimes and uh, one or two other people from a bit further down there called Grig but we call Grimes but uh, um, yeah they were they were playing in such a narrow uh, area of the pitch you know the, the, the back line and the midfield line there was only 10 yards apart so dipping the ball into the, the mid, middle guys was was very difficult so yourself down one flank and Armando down the other and the two fullbacks particularly it was all about the wings wasn't it today 
Oh, absolutely. I think when teams play like that, we've had that plenty of times. So when they play the lower block like that, it's it's you, you don't realise how hard it is to play against. I think fans get frustrated when they're watching because we're just passing it about side to side. But you've got to wait. There's no space in the middle. There's, as soon as it goes in the middle, they're all around you. So it's um, it is difficult to play against. But you know, when when you score a goal in the first half. Um, if that does change things I think that we struggled with that a lot last season we didn't score enough in the first half and teams were playing like that and then people were getting frustrated and they'd nick a goal so I think that's that's definitely what's changed this year but, but they continued playing a similar way till about the hour mark didn't they they were thinking yeah. well we can we can nick one on the break and of course they, had, they did have chances yeah, yeah they had the, the opportunities I mean uh, I, it was it the conditions today were, were tough. I mean, you know, when it balls over the top, it must have been horrible for the centre half to, to, to judge. So I, I'd like to put it down to that. And, you know, relentless going on. Have we got the uh, Oldham result? Yeah, that's confirmed now. Oldham 2, Barnhill, Bromley only uh, drawing. You know, it, it must be an extra boost when you go in there having won a tough game and you see initially that Bromley have only drawn and Oldham were losing. Yeah, we just we just keep going, just keep getting wins. The, the we keep winning. It's impossible for them to catch us, isn't it? Really, it's sim- simple as that. Uh, just get to that hundred mark. Well, thank you very much. Hundred would be very very nice. We're on seventy-one points from twenty-eight games. Thank you, Liam Mandeville. We've got Danny uh, Webb coming up there. Now he's just having a quick word with Mandy, and uh, well, just take a look at that. I'm sure you've already looked at it. Danny, but 28, 23, 23, 35, 71, that's just a lot of numbers. Yeah. But, you know, two games in hand on second place, Bromley, 13 clear. Uh, one in, in hand on Barnet, but you're 16 clear. Though. There's a bonkers 25 points gap to the uh, uh, fifth place. But there'll be no dropping of standards. I uh, Tongue-in-cheek said to Jamie Grimes, is that it sorted out, season sorted? And, if, uh, of course, he nearly hit me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there'll be no dropping of standards until it's... Well, I don't think there will be until there's a mathematical certainty either. No, I think I think you know the answer to those questions you're putting out. Yeah. No, one, you no one's a, not silly enough or not arrogant enough to, to sort of uh, try and sort of celebrate something which is miles off yet. But we're in a really good position. I think if you'd ask most people connected with the club to be top of the league at this point, regardless of the gap... We'd have all taken one point. We would have taken it. Uh, and so, you know, the biggest thing for me is how the whole place has reacted to the disappointment of Wembley. And it's not about saying the season's done. I'm talking to this point in the season specifically, how that everyone's reacted, and mainly the players, to, to that such gut-wrenching disappointment at Wembley to have not show this regular fight and determination to win and get this team out of the league week in, week out. That was a, a far from a glamorous performance. It certainly won't be in the scrapbooks, but it was a win. It was a big win. Wrexham got a lot of them last year like that. So did Notts County. And hopefully we're going to get a few more like that. So fair play to Woken. They're coming out of game plan. But when you're on a run, you know, things go your way. Yes. Then missing that chance at the end, that went our way. You're right. You know, you make your own luck. And us being 13 points clear, sometimes it allows you to have that little bit of luck. Uh, Ash Palmer, what's uh, is, is, is it his chin or uh? it, it, no? It's not his chin's fine. Uh, it was it was uh, the, the, wha- the the whack of his knee within that incident where oh, he hit right. his chin, and it only just flared up the last day or two. So we left it late to sort of sort of drop him out of it. But no, it's still quite puffy his knee. But as you can see, Tyrone is uh, more than ample replacement. And how are Shex and uh, and Coco coming on? Yeah, Shex said his stitches out, so I would imagine he'll be available for selection Saturday. Ryan Colclough, I would think, would be uh, earliest would be Eastley. 
Yeah, I can't remember when that is, but yeah, I'll, 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 let, I'll let you know. It can't be too far because I got Sylvia's ticket the other day, so it can't be too far. <laughs> it can't be too far away. But but the these sometimes are the games. You know, we'll not remember it when we're looking at the scrapbooks, as you say. We'll not. But these are the most important games of all. When you're not quite on it, you've got a team that makes it really, really difficult and playing above their league position, yeah. uh, and just to come out with a narrow, narrow win. Yeah, I mean that's three Tuesday nights on the trot yeah. at home in poor conditions with still great crowds, but probably the three smallest crowds of the season. Yeah, but. It still is bonkers at 6,402 is the lowest crowd. 6,500 where Woking, Blessing brought 20 people. So, you know, for everyone, but for us, you're going, actually, we've had three nights, you know, eight and a half, 9,000. Is it going to affect the performance? Is the fans going to stop getting behind us? No. Do they all? They keep getting behind us. And it is great for those supporters because they're intelligent. They know that you're going to have to win a few games like that this year to get over the line. Hopefully, we'll have a few more. Obviously, ending with a big W by our name. Yeah, and it's cost them a lot of money as well. And it's thick and fast at the moment. Yeah, a lot of money. And I said, you know, we took four thousand people to Watford, and then six and a half tonight. It's constant. So they've got another one, haven't they, to, to, to fork out for Saturday against Southend. So yeah, hopefully it's all going to be worth it. But their support is very much appreciated. And not that it matters, but uh, uh, from a management's perspective, well. It was announced that the goal was scored by Will Grigg. We called Jamie Grimes. Jamie said, yes, it was definitely his. Do you agree? I don't know. I don't really <laughs> care. I don't care if it come off your left knee, to be honest with you. Oh, I was it nearly there. No, nearly I know. Yeah, I don't give a monkey. But, but, but Jamie was saying, you, you, you do, and, and, and uh, uh, Bucky do a lot of the set play. And Jamie was saying he gets crowded out too often, so yeah. he was standing back. I, before the ball went in, I said, oh, you know, Grimes is five yards further yeah. back and came in late and he worked. So, as I said to you before, what I, what I say to my set, was free kicks, corners, whatever, is that I give them a framework to work with in, mm. and then they can have a bit of freedom within that to go and do what they feel is best at that time. They're big boys, they're intelligent lads, they don't need to be told like robots what to do at any specific time, uh, but within reason. You know, I ask Mandy to take the free kicks and corners, so he takes them. I ask certain people to be in certain positions, mm. and they are. And then after that, they feel, actually, that's blocked off, Webby, I can't do that. Go and do something else. Go, mm. and, go and think for yourself. Mm. And that's what's great about this team. The gaffer's so experienced, he sets them up in a framework with the way he wants to play, mm. then he gives them the freedom to go and express himself. And and that's why so far we're doing so well in all areas. Well, we're doing very, very well in every area. And the telling tale is that 13-point gap, two games in hand at the top of the table. Thanks, Danny. No Get, go and start preparing for uh, Southend United at the weekend. There's uh, Armando Dobbs somewhere with his little uh, bag on his shoulder coming up with a fresh contract. The ink still drying on there. Do they use real ink on contracts these days? It's probably biro in it, I would have thought. Uh, but uh, Armando... It was a, a tough game, tougher than the table would suggest because Woking gave so little space. And there, there was always two on you and often three. Uh, uh, but you weave your way through a few times. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a tough game. Obviously, I thought first I'd be dominating. I think I should have got had a one or two goals in the first half. Um, we should have probably been three up. But second half was tough because we were up against the wind and it's very windy today. Well, it showed that with the goalkeeper's kick, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we were glad to get the win and make, make the advantage a bit bigger the gap a bit bigger against the other two chasing and you know are games like that where you've had to work all 90 minutes I mean we all enjoyed the Gateshead game at 5-0 there was no no pressure on from scoring those goals just before half time do you feel more satisfaction when you've had to work for it all of the time and you come out with the, with the big W uh, obviously you prefer to win 3 or 4 nil or 5 nil but these these games you, you, you're going to get these in, in the season we've had a few already and like everyone's buzzing that we've got the win because I thought we were, we were the much better team obviously they had maybe one or two chances mm. but I thought we were much much better today and you know 
that you mentioned in conditions there I don't think the rain bothers footballers but if you talk to people what's the worst condition it is wind isn't it and uh, and because it wasn't a consistent wind you never quite knew how it was going to be blowing at any one time yeah yeah so like 10 minutes was fine there was no wind and then for like 30 seconds you just massive started blowing and then obviously it's not great for like defenders and midfielders to judge like that the, the timing of the ball and obviously obviously strikers as well if you're playing it in behind it's hard to like judge your time you're running and stuff yeah Southend coming up on Saturday one of the few teams that have beaten Chesterfield is there a little bit of revenge in the air or is it just another game that you just want to go out and get another three points I think it's a, it's a big game Saturday and because they're going to be, they've signed some few, a few players, haven't they? And they're strong sides. And we saw when we went to their place how tough it was. And I think it'll be as tough on Saturday. Yeah. And so you know, you signed a you signed a new contract. We well, heard from you earlier before mm-hmm. the uh, kick off about uh, 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 about that. But it's a happy place, isn't it? Yeah, I'm buzzing to sign my contract. Obviously, Gaffer's a quality manager. You know, he's like League One Championship manager, Premier League maybe one day. But you can see, like, I feel like I'm developing really well, and it made sense for me to sign here because obviously the fans love me here and I love the fans as well so yeah and ba- Bailey's back are you uh, are you are you back sharing again or uh, have you kicked him out <laughs> nah, no we've, he's got his own place I've got my own place <laughs> so yeah <laughs> ok well thanks very much Armando yeah good to have him back it is very much so so uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you Armando Dobra well uh, again we've had the uh, bang 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 from the dressing room first reaction is ever here on after the whistle with me Phil Tooley and Josh Marsh and uh, well I would imagine there's a few views from uh, from supporters, but it, it, it never really felt as tense as some of the ones early in the season, did it? Yeah, it was a strange one because Woking, they, they kind of just created a couple of chances there, didn't they, towards the end, and you kind of felt like, oh, are we going to throw this way? You've seen it happen before where they look completely out of the game, looking like creating very little, then all of a sudden you just switch off in those closing stages and it comes to bite you, and uh, luckily... Chesterfield I don't know if it's sometimes there's just something in the water isn't there when you're winning games uh, things go your way that miss at the end I was saying about you know if you look back to four seasons ago when Chesterfield were fighting for the lives down near the bottom of the National League does that one <laughs> hit the back of the net possibly it's just one of those things when you're winning games things just seem to go your way but uh, yeah Chesterfield fans just I think philosophical I'm going with uh, tonight with how they're feeling Stephen says well done Blues listening in at work Nathan Wilson says not pretty but another plus three one game closer to the football league on to the next one great commentary guys Uh, Jeff Mitchell says despite the first half parked bus and the strong second half win the Spirites did what they had to do for three more welcome points Joe Dart says I think it could have been a much tougher game if they had started as they finished they dropped into the relegation zone but I can't see See them staying there long. Great result. Yeah, and as far as Joe's concerned, who confirmed will bring the score. Well, you've heard it from uh, Grimes here, yeah, Joe. Yeah. I, well, I would like to hear Will Griggs' account. Yes, uh, to be fair. <laughs> well, we know we know what he's like for claiming goals. So, yeah. but, but the fact of the matter is, if he's, if he's in your old-fashioned morning papers, that's two more goals on all the official records than he's really got. Yeah, well, it'll be, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if uh, they get the dubious goals panel involved in that. Although I don't think they'll really find much on the footage because I think unless the the camera behind yeah, the goal, behind the goal might might be able. 
able to pick something up. Uh, but wait, we'll we'll see on that one. Uh, but yeah, Grimes adamant, wasn't he, that it's that it's his goal. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll wait and see on that one. Tim Aspirite in St Albans says another three points. That is all that matters. Jimmy Peake says not a pretty watch, but hey, it's three points on route to our ultimate goal. John Rimington says we can just call that job done. Wasn't the greatest watch, but three points is what mattered. It was a bit squeaky bum time at the end, and the officials were poor for both sides. I agree on that one, John. Uh, he says uh, they came here to stick ten men behind the ball and frustrators. Kellerman played well for them, though. Um, yeah, he's a good player, isn't he, Kellerman? He's a good player. Yeah, he's industrious. And I'm really pleased that after that career-threatening injury, uh, when he was at all the shot, he's managed to come back in and get a few years out of the game. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, I mean, obviously came here didn't he last season and, and scored against Chesterfield and I mean he was giving some in front of the cop but I think you, yeah. you'd do that against your fourth club wouldn't you but yeah I mean he's, he's just kind of walking across now uh, towards the team bus but yeah I mean he's a decent player for the level he, he really does work hard on a football pitch maybe he doesn't have the quality of the likes of perhaps a Michael Jacobs a Tom Naylor when he's on the ball but hard work you, is you can't, much you can't ever fault the guy's commitment yeah. on a football pitch um, Chili Dog down in New Zealand says a lot harder in the second half but another fantastic three points that's what counts so let's move on well played great commentary as always Gina Garrett says another three points in the bag 71 in total we're definitely on our way Richard Lilly says fantastic result again tonight tough conditions and out battled a hard working woking team Andrew Gray says ball boy is an absolute legend <laughs> I think uh, alluding to that incident at the other end of the pitch with uh, the Woking goalkeeper so uh, yeah uh, interesting one there wasn't it towards the end didn't quite see it from our position up here we were kind of the other side from it but uh, Lindsay Downs has gone in touch says bit, bit sloppy but a great result lads need to get it together Simon Butler says two more points and Bromley and Barnet put together happy days yeah. Yogi says sloppy game mistakes all over the pitch difficult conditions and the first bit of quality wins as the game again on to Saturday which feels weird to say <laughs> the Jeff King fan club has said no classic let's blame the weather but all that matters is three points closer to the promised land Arjun, King had a good game today King he had did. a good game um, and he did his defensive job extremely well sometimes yeah. when King does come in for criticism it's usually for for something defensive in terms of maybe sometimes he gets called a bit too high up the pitch but today he did his defensive job extremely well very very disciplined performance RJC says I'll take the three points and run I think we all will RJC so uh, that's just on the Twitter so plenty of Chesterfield fans getting in touch uh, don't know if you wanted to hear a little bit on the yeah the we'll Facebook. get to Facebook well, I'll just run through the score lines uh, in the National League before we do that the full times filed to Halifax 2 Aldershot 1 Bromley 1 great for Chesterfield Dagenham and Rubbish 2 Dorking 1 Hartlepool 0 Kidderminster 1 Maidenhead 0 Ebbsfleet 1 and with that win, Ebbsfleet move out of the bottom four, Woking drop in. Oldham 2, Barnet 0, another crackerjack of a scoreline from a Spirit's perspective, and Oxford City 1, York 2. Several postponements, three or four matches postponed in the uh, division. So with the Barnet game being postponed and, and only one point being gained by Bromley at the weekend and only one point by Bromley today, they played two, we've played one and we've still got more points than them, which just again makes that. I'll go through the uh, top of the table now. I did have it on a minute ago. It's just uh, moved out. Let me get the top of the table and the bottom of the table as we often look at at this point. Chesterfield played 28 points, 71. Bromley, two games more, played 30, 58, 13 behind, two games in hand. Barnard have played one game 
game less than Bromley, 29, but they've got four points, sorry, three points less than uh, Bromley now, so 55. So they're neck and neck. Uh, Solihull, fourth with 46 points. If we worried about Solihull, there's been the collapse of, uh, of, of all time, hasn't there? Then Oldham are in fifth, Altrincham, Rochdale complete the player position. Then Halifax and Aldershot, both on 41 points, are the same as Rochdale in seventh place. And uh, Gateshead are on 40, and uh, they've played fewer games than the others. So it's really tight for that bottom bit of the playoff zone, which is good because the more teams fighting for the playoff, the more points Barnet and Bromley potentially lose. And Chesterfield may lose them as well. Then at the bottom, you've got Oxford, 24 points, Kidderminster, 26, Fylde, 26, Woking, 27, Absolute 30, Dorking, 31. Then you've got 32, Maidenhead, and a few clubs, one, one, two, three, four clubs on 33 points at the moment. But Kidderminster, one, Phil Brown, two two, man- two matches the there, two, two wins for Kidderminster. Yeah, they'll be one to watch out for, second half for the season because they'll still be scrapping for their lives I think for the rest of the season because of uh, the uh, points tally that Phil Brown inherited you know he's, he's got a lot of work to do to keep them up but well starters you mean to go on they're winning games and they're looking to make a fist of it they're certainly not down and out just yet and uh, yeah Woking dropping into that relegation zone you know um they've got to find a way to get out of it and if Kidderminster are hitting form then that's another team to worry about for them isn't it and uh, but you know they came here with it like you say with a game plan didn't they and um, they stuck to it played quite well quite effective and very nearly got something out of that game so they clearly do have a bit of know-how in that side and I wouldn't uh, write them off for relegation just yet Chelsea beat Middlesbrough 6-1 to win 6-2 on aggregate in the uh, League Cup so what do our Facebook book friends have got to say Joe? Well Tony Hodgkinson kind of echoing what people have said on Twitter saying the weather conditions affected our style of play but we ground now to win also had three players out tonight who would normally start uh, Kevin Barber says all that's needed is to average two points a game and we can't be caught come on you Blues all that's needed is to average two points a game yeah, uh, to put that into perspective only need two points a game because we've been getting more than that that's still the equivalent of 92 in a season which is quite an ask yeah, say that's, that's, if you're two points a game that's still promotion yeah, form isn't still it championship uh, form, by anyone's yeah, absolutely, money yeah. uh, Richard Bomer says another three points closer to returning back to the football league Andrew Fanshaw says 14 points clear and two games in hand I'll take that I don't think it is 14 quite White is it? I think, but uh, um, still a very, very handsome total nonetheless. Uh, Steve June says onwards and upwards. Gunnis Rumsby says rather play like that and get three points than play fantastic and lose. Come on, you mm. lose. Uh, well, I think luckily for us, most of the season yeah. Chesterfield have been playing fantastic and winning. So yeah. if they have the off night and still win, it's a bonus, isn't it? It's um, former champions, isn't it? Yeah, former champions couple more Phil Marsden says title winning teams won when they're not at their best but still need to up our game on Saturday and uh, Paul Corrett says narrow win but Barnet and Bromley losing points not too bad so that's uh, Paul he's listening in from the Netherlands so Chesterfield fans as I say acknowledging that perhaps the performance wasn't up to the the best level it's been all season tonight but glad to come away with the three points and if you're picking up points when the teams that are directly below you are losing and dropping points then yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be home and hose pretty soon, hopefully. Well, let's uh, before we just throw forward briefly to Southend. Let's look at the uh, other scorelines tonight in League One: Bolton one, Cheltenham nil. So in Everton side still up there in the mix. Bristol Rovers nil, Exeter City one. Exeter sort of bobbling around by the. Um relegation zone aren't they Charlton 2 Northampton Town 3 Oxford United 0 Barnsley 
won. Oh, both Oxford teams both played at home tonight. That's interesting. Wigan Athletic won, Wigan Wanderers nil, and then the big surprise: Reading won, Derby County nil. So on a day that Reading win, Exeter win as well. In League Two, we got Bradford won, Salford won, Mansfield won, Sutton won. So one of the teams right at the bottom, taking a point away from Field Mill. MK Dons three, Wimbledon won in the EFL Trophy. Peterborough two, Crawley won. The best thing about the EFL Trophy is we want to be in it next season. <laughs> yeah. To replace the FA trophy. Yes. Yeah, which we don't <laughs> want to be in that again. So uh, there, there are your scorelines tonight. So we've got South End coming up. Just saying to, to, to Danny there, uh, Danny Webb, of course, that had their 10 points not been taken off them, they would currently be easily in the play- playoff zone. They're one of the best teams, I think, that we've seen Chesterfield come up against this season. I was really, really impressed by them at Roots Hall earlier on in the campaign. I think... Chesterfield on the day again on that day weren't probably at the best but Southend absolutely were and they, they were fantastic well, and Chesterfield weren't at the best tonight won they've been yeah. not at the best on a number of cases they weren't at the best against Aldrigan but they won but Southend would just add that bit of quality that they can yeah. punish and and they've strengthened since as well yeah. uh, you know they've, they've sorted out their off the field stuff they're back on the up again and there's a lot of momentum there they'll bring a big following up on Saturday no doubt about that it'll be a a much noisier away end than certainly the last few weeks have been on these Tuesday night home fixtures so yeah there'll be a a big atmosphere in the ground I'm sure that Spyrites will be out in numbers as they always are but um, yeah it's it's certainly a tough game one of the toughest home fixtures we're going to have all season we've still only dropped two points at home though so fingers crossed that record stays intact uh, again by you know, around five o'clock Saturday afternoon. No question about that. And uh, South End, okay, they've shown their uh, pedigree uh, many a time. And uh, their last match, they won one nil easily. The match before, they won three nil at. Halifax will postpone. They were due to play Wilson tonight, but that's been postponed. So since they've been able to start adding to their squad on the 1st of January, I think it was, it might have been just before that, so they've had a 3-0 win and a 1-0 win. So, uh, you know, keeping uh, keeping clean sheets and, and six points on. And, they, you know, they've got some decent players now. Marcus Dacker has, uh, has joined them. Uh, Callum Miley's back after injury. Um, the, the, the midfielder he used to play for Eastleigh Channel Islander, isn't he? And uh, so they've, um, they've, they've really started to to put a run together and I still think that they'll be the team that come up with Chesterfield well I I kind of agree with you I do think that they'll still sneak into the playoffs despite that 10 point deduction and I'd fully back them with the momentum they've now got behind them with the quality that and the emotion if they get there as well the emotion the story that's behind it all that you know that like you say that that almost emotion that momentum that's all been created by everything that's happened down there over the last few months It's, it's all adding almost to this perfect storm isn't it for them and mm. you could really see them doing it You could, re- and what a story it would be for, for us to uh, go up hopefully touch wood with uh, breaking quite a few records along the way it'd be nice wouldn't it and then for Southend to come up and join us that's two proper heritage football clubs back in the football league I'd, I would love to see it no question about it thanks very much uh, Josh Marsh you've been listening to After the Whistle with me Phil Tooley and Josh before that we heard from Jamie Hewitt on commentary of course we've had some great uh, contacts from you guys on social media we've talked from the uh, from the dressing room we've talked with Danny Webb Armando Dobra Liam Mandeville and scorer Jamie Grimes we'll correct him again now uh, we called Jamie Grimes then we were told it was 
Will Grigg. But Jamie Grimes has said it was Jamie Grimes that scored the goal, the captain from Mandeville's delivery. Three hard-earned points tonight. Chances for working towards the end, but I, I just, I just felt that Chesterfield were in control enough that they weren't going to give that one away even when the man was one on one and you were worried about it right at the end the uh, the substitute uh, Rich Caboa but um, yeah it's another three points it's a massive gap and I'll just have a quick look who our rivals are playing on Saturday I ought to remember but I can't let's wind down to the National League Bromley are away at Fylde <laughs> so anything can happen with Fylde they, as we were saying in commentary they seem to win every week but they're still in the bottom four so they, they must play Thursday mornings and we just miss it and, and lose a few and Barnet are away at Gateshead so Gateshead pushing for promotion so two tricky away games while Chesterfield have got a tricky home game against Southend United so thanks for your company tonight we'll be back on Saturday from 2 o'clock of course and the after the whistle podcast if you're just getting home and being able to listen to this will be podcasted and available tomorrow so we'll have the goal clips Jamie's summation of the match all of the interviews on After the Whistle podcast available on Spotify and I think we'll be able to get it on iTunes from this week as well Yeah and a, a quick note on that as well in terms of the, the way that the Spotify works just so people are aware um, the podcast every podcast that the football club does will soon be into one channel so just make sure you're giving that a follow so you'll get after the whistle we are sailing uh, the who are your podcast as well all under one roof hopefully so uh, that'll be coming soon so ju- just keep your eye out in case you're thinking oh I'm, I'm missing some it's not showing up on my feed it's probably just because you might need to give uh, another channel a little bit of a follow but we'll, we'll update you on that on the socials well I'm glad you're doing that because I've no idea what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sounds, I, I it sounds more complicated than it is yeah yeah thanks very much uh, josh so you've been with us to witness another victory for chesterfield 71 points on the board playoffs here we come at least it's ended here at the smh group stadium chesterfield one woking nil and we'll be back with you at two o'clock on saturday afternoon